0: today's readings from Holy Scripture are set in the context of the Passover. The first reading recalls the Old Covenant celebrated at Sinai following the first Passover and the Exodus. In sprinkling the blood of the covenant on the Israelites, Moses was symbolising God's desire in that covenant to make them his family, his blood relations. Quoting the words of Moses in today's gospel, Jesus elevates and transforms this covenant symbol to an extraordinary reality. In the new covenant made in the blood of Christ, we truly become one with his body and blood in Holy Communion. As I was reading during the week around the topic of the Blessed Sacrament, Holy Mass and Holy Communion, I came across a photograph taken during the Battle of Iwo Jima, which took place in February and March 1945. This was a fierce battle between the US Marines and Navy to eventually capture the heavily fortified island of Iwo Jima from the Imperial Japanese Army. Thousands of military personnel on both sides died and tens of thousands were injured in this decisive battle that provided a stepping stone towards ending the war in the Pacific. The photograph that I saw was of Catholic American soldiers attending Holy Mass and receiving Holy Communion not in a military chapel, but out in the open, on the battlefield. There they were, all kneeling, as the priest, obviously a military chaplain, moved among them, distributing Holy Communion. It was a poignant and edifying sight to see the devotion and reverence of these men towards their Eucharistic Lord. While Christ is present to us in many ways here on earth, one presence on earth is greatest of all. He is present most especially in the Eucharistic species. In the most blessed sacrament of the Eucharist, the body and blood, together with the soul and divinity of our Lord Jesus Christ, and therefore the whole Christ, is truly really and substantially contained. This presence is called real because it is Christ's presence in the fullest sense. That is to say, it is a substantial presence by which Christ, God and man, makes himself wholly and entirely present. Substance the root of the word substantial, is an important term in Catholic theology. We could say it means the very being of someone or something. When you watch a film, the being of the actor is not really present on the screen. For the actor to be really present, you would have to go to the set while the film was being made. However, in the Blessed Sacrament, the being of Christ is present. The presence of Christ in the consecrated bread and wine is not symbolic. It is real, though it is veiled by the appearance of bread and of wine. Another image may help. When a person looks into a mirror and sees his or her reflection. The appearance is exactly that of the person looking, but without any corresponding substance. In the Holy Eucharist, the substance of Christ's body and blood is present, but without the appearances. I find the annual Feast of Corpus Christi an opportunity to review and examine my practices behaviour and attitudes towards the Blessed Sacrament and Holy Communion. May I offer you the following points to assist you in doing the same. Firstly, because Christ is really and truly present in Holy Communion and is not a symbolic presence, then we need to be reminded of the absolute necessity to receive our Lord worthily This means in a state of grace. A person who is conscious of grave sin must not receive Holy Communion without first approaching the sacrament of penance to be restored to friendship with Christ. Receiving Christ unworthily is like putting the blessed sacrament into a dirty and tatty cupboard rather than into a beautiful tabernacle. Secondly, Holy Communion does not have to be received on the hands. A person may receive on the tongue, and a person may kneel to receive our Lord. These actions are ancient in our tradition, and we must not apologize for our traditions, nor be ashamed of them. Next, remember that the act of reverence towards Jesus present in the Blessed Sacrament is a genuflection. The Catholic tradition is to bow towards the crucifix, to statues and to people. We go down on the right knee before Christ, our Lord and God. Holy Mass and Holy Communion are serious and important. We should prepare for them by arriving in time to settle and to pray before Mass, and stay for a brief time of thanksgiving prayer when Mass is finished. Our regular prayer prayer on other days of the week is remote preparation for Mass too. The church itself should be a place that helps all to pray, so it should be quiet and calm, because it is not a meeting hall, nor are we going to a social event. Care should be taken to dress well and modestly for Mass and Holy Communion. We are in the presence of, and we receive, a person who is more powerful and more majestic than any monarch or head of state. For myself on this day, I always review how I offer and celebrate Mass. Do i do all that the church requires of me in the rubrics and instructions for mass do i pray the mass not just say mass for you i would ask is it possible that you could do one mass more going to mass is required every sunday and hopefully that remains that means also Receiving Holy Communion, but could you do one more during the week as well as Sunday? Maybe it's not possible every week, but when it is possible, could you do it? One of my favorite heavenly friends is Blessed Pietro Giorgio Frasati. He is a patron of world youth days and died at the young age of twenty-four in 1925. He lived a life of outstanding and astounding charity towards the poor, but also of intense love of the Blessed Sacrament. He went to Mass and received Holy Communion almost every day of his life, from the age of 12 until his death. His sister, Luciana said when Pier Giorgio was in the communion line there was a noticeable spiritual change in him to the point where the Eucharist seemed to shorten the distance between heaven and earth between himself and God this sentiment was echoed by a woman named Ernesta Berger who said we received Holy Communion while kneeling next to one another very many times. And I always noticed that he didn't seem like he was in this world anymore, but it was as if he had been transported to heaven. Others who saw him receive our Lord described his face as beautiful, heavenly, intense, radiating a mystical power, transfigured, absorbed, fervent. One person who saw him during the priest's elevation of the host said, I was so overwhelmed that even to this day I can see his expression. I had the feeling that at that moment he was seeing God. Oh, that we could be the same as Pier Giorgio. Like all the saints and blesseds, he had come to know the truth that we cannot live faithfully if God is only part of our lives, something bracketed away from the rest. In the end, either Christ is at the centre of our lives or myself, with its unruly desires, will be. Receiving Christ worthily, well, and often in Holy Communion, is the way for me to step aside and Christ to claim the centre of my life. Also from Pier Giorgio, let us imitate his example in receiving our Lord in Holy Communion. May others see in us reverence for his real presence, deep love for him, and secure faith in him. In conclusion, we cannot speak of the Eucharist without being confronted by its awesome mystery. It is no wonder that it is the central point of division between Catholics and other Christians. As early as the second century, we have record of Christians being accused of of cannibalism by the pagan Romans because they ate and drank the body and blood of Christ. Since the Protestant Reformation, many Christians stopped believing in the real presence of Jesus in the Eucharist. Instead, they hold a certain religious service on Sundays, but not the holy sacrifice of the Mass. How blessed are we, to have been given this great gift of Holy Mass and the body and blood of Christ in Holy Communion. May this great feast day rekindle our gratitude to Christ and inspire us to greater devotion to this sacrament of sacraments. Laudato Jesus Christus.